Hello guys and welcome back to episode six, six of the Say, Say What's what podcast. So if you're still here after the first question on episode five, I applaud you. you you're a real one. You're a real one. <laughs> still, that got, was still got horrors over that question, but you know. No, you've not. Your, <laughs> your answer. I've got horrors after that question. <laughs> so it's a new year and do you want to get started with this one? Yeah. First of all, Happy New Year, and I hope you Happy all had New an amazing Year. Christmas. Uh, we obviously have been a little bit slower, just because we've had a pretty jam-packed Christmas, haven't we? Yeah. We did a lot of hosting and stuff this year, which actually I won't do next year, <laughs> because <laughs> I feel like when you... I feel like maybe a lot of people feel like this. I feel like when you host, it seems like a really great idea at the time, and you love the thought of like having all your house lovely and getting all the food and everything, but actually you can't... As much as we did enjoy it, it's a lot, isn't it, to host and like you're always worrying about everybody else. Everybody's got to be able to enjoy themselves a yeah, bit more. Yeah, I feel like... T- and it well, wasn't me that didn't enjoy myself, but like my mum, you know, cooking all day and it's just a lot, it. isn't it? That's it. I feel like I've always just turned up to Christmas. Well, that's easy got, for you, you know, to say. I've, I've enjoyed I it. I sorted every got, single present, by the way, yeah. wrapped every single present, sorted the food. We would have no Christmas if it was for Jack. No, but what I'm saying is, even I can see, I'm like, oh, bless, you're doing all of this, or your mum's tidying up as we're going on, along. I can see that for for certain members of the family, that's quite a stressful um, I think it's always the women. Event, it's always it? the women. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't say that. There's a lot of guys, um, my friends, who their dads cook. It's it's whoever cooks, really? I believe. Yeah, hundred percent. I've not seen I've not seen that because we don't have that with an like oh, your no. mum cooks for your dad. Yeah, and... but like my my uncles, my mum's brothers are really good chefs or not chefs cooks. So, so they why didn't cook. that get passed down to you? Then? <laughs> <laughs> because I could see how stressed everyone was before I ain't having yeah. that. So we're now already thinking of Christmas next year. We're thinking, do you know what? We're either going to get away or we're going to go out for dinner because mm. just my mum cooking all day. I think if you could go out for the dinner and then come back, you've got none of the tidy, none of this. And do you know what? It is quite expensive usually to pay to go out for dinner. But it then is. I think if you add up all of the food, that plus you, you sort of kind of wastage. go over the top because you, you're worried that there might not be enough. And there's that one day that's closed, the shops are yeah. closed. And you just overbuy for so it, don't I you? I think it would probably work out very similar. I do, definitely. So we'll have to try that. Yeah. If anyone else is. So that's where we that. were with the end of Christmas. Had an amazing Christmas, had an amazing run up to Christmas. Still don't think it lasts long enough, even though I started in October. I just <laughs> go so quickly. And I feel like that everyone's in a rush to like we still have one tiny bit of garland up on the stairs that needs to come down. Um but we only had our tree taken down like two days ago. I was yeah. very, it's very bare in this house now. It is. It's very, um, very, I feel got... like we need new, new ornaments and furniture to make up for the loss. <laughs> well, it's moving on to Easter now, isn't it? Yeah. You've been getting ready I've with the on eggs Easter. and the... I'm collecting eggs. Um, so. Mainly because um, I, I just personally love now seeing, I mean, maybe I'll think of something, an excuse for everything, but <laughs> I love seeing all the Easter stuff in because I know that the closer it gets to Easter, the closer we get to meet our... Baby. baby girl because she is an easter chick we call her bunny yeah because, i feel like sorry carry on uh, she's due well, i think easter is um april the 9th and she's due on the third so she's very much an easter chick i've bought every single thing that i can find that's cute with a bunny on haven't i yeah i feel like 
we're going to live and I guess everybody does this that has children you start to live all of the seasons or the celebrations again for your children like I've not really cared about Easter since I was a child but now I'm like it's Easter yeah you know she's gonna love it I mean she isn't even gonna know what's going on she'd be like one week old but we're like she's gonna love it we've got to dress her up she might know (laughs) she might know that it's Easter I was thinking I was thinking the other day I would love it if she was actually born on Easter day what's the date of that it's, well, it's the ninth this the year. Ninth. I guess it's different. Well, it's oh, different it every change? year. Yeah, it's always a, a Sunday, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, um, it's. I don't know whether it's the first or the second Sunday or something in April, but that would just be amazing. I feel like she'd be so like blessed mm. by the heavens being born on Easter Day. It'd be just so amazing. But however, <clears throat> um, I had a four D scan the other day. Uh, when was it? Two days ago? Yeah. 4D scan. And this is great news. Jack couldn't make it. Um, That's not the great news. <laughs> and my mum couldn't make it either. She was absolutely gutted. But I haven't actually had, a, I hadn't had a scan since my 20 week NHS scan. Whereas before I was having them every two weeks, um, which is, sounds excessive, but because obviously I had IVF. Um, and You couldn't feel her no, moving at that time. No. So it was very much like we, yeah. we wanted to, want well, to just check everything's okay We're yeah quite anxious we tried that. for nearly six years obviously ended up having IVF which was the biggest blessing and then I think a lot of people a lot of women that I've spoke to anyway can relate that you do have that ang- very much anxiety and I mean some a lot of women have it now um, and the whole way through their pregnancy and I totally understand um, have that anxiety of like you know is everything okay and um, for me personally, when I could start to feel her moving, which was about 20 to 21 weeks in terms of flutters. And then now it's like, <laughs> she literally boots yeah, me. Yeah, and then that's when we started to back off the, the scans. Because we didn't feel like we because, needed Yeah, literally, we would start creating like, oh, you know, is everything going to be okay? Because we were just so anxious at this point. And yeah. then as soon as we have the scan, we're like elated for like a week. And then it would sort of like it was go quite down toxic. a bit and then like, <laughs> should we have another scan and then we were elated you know it was up and down that yeah. was our own feelings I mean but now you can feel her kicking it's just it's yeah best, it's like, I know it? it's absolutely I know, unreal, I know she's unreal. alive and that yeah. makes me feel like so we we just didn't feel like we needed a scan so we hadn't seen her for a really long time um and then so it had been what nearly nearly two months um I just yeah, like I said, I could I could really feel it, so it felt good, and I didn't feel like I needed one. Um, so I, anyway, I booked a four D scan because I thought now is the time where people do have four D scans, and what would be good because I know on the usual scans now you can't see the full baby because they're that big. So I thought oh, I just love to see if I can see any of her face, mm. and we had a really although she had like I think she had the cord in her mouth and her hands in front of her face, and she was actually eating her foot. I took my nan with me and my nan was like, yeah, you used to eat your toenails all the time. <laughs> he was trying to eat your feet. I was like, right. Um, but yeah, she. Uh, there was a few times where we got really good little snippets of video and picture. Yeah. And she looks just like, we thought on the last scan from the side profile, my mum, Jack's mum, me, I think even your dad said that looks like it, Jack. She was a spitting image of me. She was. And I was like, oh my God. And I was and, secretly buzzing with this. And they, I don't know why, <laughs> because I actually would rather her look like Tay no. than me. You know, I love all of Taylor's features and I'm not really that keen on mine. Stop it. <laughs> not today. <laughs> baby, not today, honey. It, no, I, I think I sort of peaked at about six years of age. <laughs> I had a bowl cut. You I were was, so I cute. was quite weighty. You know, I had a bit of 
meet meet on me for the first time in my life and I look I look back at pictures and think Joe you know what you were you were great I wish I could stay like that but as a child as a, a very small baby I, I was you know I don't know huh. I was not I wouldn't say as I prefer the baby to have your features oh. than mine well we want a good mix don't we yeah but anyway so I was quite shocked when the scan came she very much had my nose I've got like a wide short nose um she looked like she's got like the fullness of my lips but the shape of Jack's um from what I can see and when I put a little clip and and a little photo on Instagram I was oh my god she's your double and that makes it feel really really real for me like oh my god like this is my child like this is my baby like and now I'm getting jealous and I can't stop looking at her nose because I can really see more than anything that that's my nose. And I just can't stop staring at it. And I'm like, oh my God, like I've actually passed down. Like it's yeah, just wild. It is I so can't funny. stop staring at a video. There's this little tiny video we've got of her yawning, which I didn't even know that they could do inside the womb. But like the fact that I've already seen her yawn and she's not even born yet. Yeah. That just shows you how far like technology and, and, and stuff And what was came. her weight? She... <laughs> She's a big old girl. <laughs> she was two pounds and 12 ounces, which to be fair, I have Googled and and I also spoke to somebody else. I know who's pregnant at the minute and they're, I think, two days in front of me. And um, they were pretty much the same as well. And also IVF baby. I feel like I'm justifying myself <laughs> for having a big baby <laughs> when we know it's the big crispers. Um, but yeah, she was two pounds, 12 ounces. Um which is, I'd say, feels pretty big. I'm guessing that's close to three pounds. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they do slow down. I don't know. But she's got, you know, 12 weeks left. I I believe, well, I'm not an expert, but I believe they start to to gain like a pound a week towards the very end. Which is slightly concerning. (laughs) So from from this information, I mean, you know, every every week it could slow down completely. My mum said it will probably slow down. Um, and you know, we're just making this up because we just love making stories up really, but we're like, I think she's gonna end up coming a little bit early, like a week or yeah. two or something, just cause she's big. She's an IVF baby, which they do say, you know, a, a bigger, cause you know, obviously the exact date and everything. I don't know, I've just got a feeling she's gonna come a little bit earlier. If what she, would that mean? If she comes a couple a couple of weeks earlier, and I mean, I only wanted to come when she's ready, so I'm not putting this out there yeah. for her to come when she's not. But if she did come a couple of weeks early, then she would end up being a Pisces, Pisces. all along. Yay. Um, Is pop- that a blessing or a curse? Oh, I don't know. I feel like... I love, I love I being love a Pisces. Pisces, but then I'm also quite like anxious and wish that... I was a bit more. I, I do feel like we need a bit confident. of a fire sign in this house, which is an Aries. We're water signs, very emotional. So would she be an Aries? She would if be an Aries. Due? And okay. if I, the cutoff, I feel like is the twenty, it's the twenty first of March. So she's got very, very good. She, she is basically going to be an Aries. And we are strong believers of the signs. We are. In- in this house it's like the first thing i ask somebody i'm like what's your star sign as soon as they say it i'm like right let me weigh you up it's funny because i i would i'm normally like it's just a date how can you define someone's whole personality on a day they're born but then i'm starting to get into it and i'm like oh they're an aries and jack's mum's a pisces and i didn't i feel like i didn't know i don't know i don't know whether i knew that or what I feel like I'm exactly like my mum. You are exactly like your mum. it makes sense. Yeah. 
Is she is she February or March? February yeah. the 19th. Yeah, you're both. And I'm February the 21st. Jack's a Feb Pisces and I'm a March Pisces. Quite different. I'd say you and your mum are a lot more laid back than me. Mm. And yeah, just different kind of Pisces. But yeah, I feel like we do need a bit of fire in this house. A bit of a fire sign. Yeah. Someone who's going to bring a little bit of confidence. Give us a little bit of confidence. I'm looking for, I'd rather the person be more like a leader. Yeah, and, um, I'd say we are quite leadership people, but yeah, in a, in I'm a different not way. In any way. You are, you are massively quite... like. Look at you in your work environment, hundred percent. Yeah, I suppose. I don't feel it comes natural to me. I think you've worked just, for it. It just happened. I, I couldn't be you like. Have to let's say, yourself. Well, no, you play football. <clears throat> There's some massive characters, and they just you know take over. They can speak in front of twenty people. They make everyone. I can't do that. No, you're not someone but who could, would take over. Um, but put yourself in the right role, and you are a very leadership person, hundred percent. Oh, thank you very much. Let's play part. a quick game. Okay. So the baby, let's go for our features. Who's out of ours two? Would you prefer? I know it doesn't matter actually. Like I'm not <laughs> saying that it doesn't matter what the baby looks like. We we we're gonna love her. I regardless. feel. Do you know what? So, this, do you know what you're doing right now? It's it, this is like all of the stuff the reason why we did the podcast because say this stuff on Instagram and it's like oh, why I mean, would I mean you this care? is just normal it does it generally doesn't matter so no it it doesn't but I mean like we don't have just, to it's just, just funny to say isn't it yeah so my question would be if we go through our features yeah whose would you rather mm-hmm. the babies have starting with head shape yours head shape yours yeah I'd agree with that yeah yours you've got Go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, say what you're no, going to say. Um, yeah, it's a lovely head shape, but it's, no, just, don't... it's just not one for me. <laughs> did oh, you my see daughter. It? Did you see that? Yours is... <laughs> oh, geez, when you wear a, a helmet at like go-karting or skiing, what size is it? <laughs> I'm saying quite so, large. Yeah. Mine's always a small. Yeah. Is a small head good? Yeah, but all of mine. Peanut head? Yeah, but wherever you go, like your harness is smaller than mine. <laughs> your helmet's smaller than mine. Your, your ski so pants everything, everything I have is just small or yeah. extra you know, small. You know, some people get that really lovely, like, oh, where are my boyfriend's jumper? You know, especially <laughs> in like the beginning of when like you'd first go out and you could wear your boyfriend. I remember putting one of like, I literally remember being in my mum's, in my old bedroom at my mum's and there was something left of Jack's, some kind of jumper and I put it on and it was absolutely skin tight. It was like Under Armour. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a thermal. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And that's when I realised, yeah, I'm no, going to be able to well, wear my... that's changed now because you wear such I traditionally wear... Now, it's, now your oversized stuff is, is just my general... I'm actually like XL in everything now because I prefer the oversized Yeah, fit. but that's still slim fit on me. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely so, better now. But when you used to wear tight stuff, I could never have that. Like, where are my boyfriend's sweater? The funny thing is, once we've had, like, let's say, I don't know, a cleaner or something, they put all of my stuff je- in, my stuff jeans in my in wardrobe, ta- in Taylor's, and Taylor's and jeans, jeans in, in mine. His. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor's jeans are like, you know, <laughs> wide jeans, and mine are all like slim twenty eight, like tiny. And if they, I'm not, I would not get my, I would not get my big toe in your your old skinny jeans. Yeah, that's funny. Anyway, so next one. So Let's head shape it was definitely eyes. yours and and your jaw as well. I don't have a lot going on here, especially now. But you have a really, really nice jaw shape. Like it's oh, very... Thank you very much. It's very model Let me get side on for that. Yeah. It's gorgeous. I love it. So let's go on to the nose. No, no, we're, we're missing eyebrows. 
Oh, we're going from top to bottom. Yeah, eyebrows, yours. You've got really hairy brows. Like, I look at your brows sometimes and I think, oh, I would just love to have them on my face and like clear I, brow gel them. And mm. Well, I'm looking at your eyebrows and they look really bushy. Mine, mine are very thin. No, they're not. You've got really nice brows. And also I've got microbladed on mine from like five years ago. Right. So yours are great. And your eyelashes are a joke. Yeah, my eyelashes. You I, said I to take me them the other, over yours. You said to mine the other day, you can't even see your yeah. eyelashes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> That's, yeah. This is why we have to wear individual lashes because I just don't have any. But um, eyes, we've both got blue eyes. I, so eyes, I would say you. And the funny thing is about your eyes, so many people, I don't know when or where, like let's say we've been out and makeup store or something that maybe they're trying to tell you something i was just actually. gonna say maybe they're trying the to tell you something. they always come up to tay and say you've got lovely eyes i mean they're probably trying to sell you i didn't say eyes they said thighs well it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a compliment that's been said no, that's a really, few it's times really nice. and i would agree with that they're, they're lovely you. eyes so eyes what about the nose mine sorry why because i feel like what's wrong with mine <laughs> There's nothing wrong with your nose. It's, uh, it's slightly better. Jack's saying recently, I'm going to have a nose job. I'm going to have a when nose I job. When I hit for Joe, the thing is with your nose, it keeps growing, Well, this it? is what I was just going to say I, before you rudely interrupted. Um, I'm passionate about my nose. You have got, is it your dad's side or your mum's side nose? They're both screwed. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening. They are nice noses, but I just don't want to grow into them. They, Too late, honey. <laughs> Too late. No, what it is is... The thing is with aging is everything. It's not nice think, to is deteriorate, it your no, I isn't think it's it? Your nose and your ears. Your nose always and grow. your ears still grow continue. for the rest of your life. Yeah. And my nose, I thought was great, and I was like, oh, I love my nose. Your nose is great. It's not bad. Look, I'm not um, criticizing. I'm saying it in jest. But yeah. then, when I've looked back at pictures, I'm like, that's really grown over the last ten <laughs> years. So when it gets to another ten, you know, am I going to be all nose? Oh, <laughs> conk. Oh, conk. He calls his nose a conk. Um, and in general life, I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a very symmetrical nose. And then as soon as you take a picture, it's like twists to one side. Do you know like how iPhones and that? It just, always looks like they just represent how I truly feel about the myself. That one. And, then, and I'm like, <laughs> why is my nose bent? No, like, it's, a, it's a gorgeous nose. We have... Right, this is, I don't know whether anybody else has ever heard this or, but this is something that me and my friend always say, like you're either a pig or a fox in terms of like your features. Some people can be both, which we call a pox. Um, but like you're either, you've got either quite like sharp features and slim. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Or you've got quite round and plump features. I'm very much a pig and you're very much a fox. And I would rather have been a pig. <laughs> you can't choose your animal. No, one. you can't. Well. Um, but yeah, you're either like a pig or a fox. You know, if you've got like quite big eyes, like round lips, like quite a round or wide nose, I'd say you're more piggy. And when you've got like more narrow, thin, sharp kind of features, yeah, I understand. You're like more you, fox. You've got more of a thin, pointy yeah. nose. Your jaw my, probably comes out a bit thinner. Yeah. Um, maybe your whole face. Yeah. Sort of. So I think my nose is more piggy. Mm. My whole face is more piggy. Round yeah. eyes, round lips, round nose, round face. Yeah, I round blue. I love your nose. Um. So yeah, she. I would. I think I would rather my nose. Um. Last one. Lips. lips. 
Mine, Yours. I would say. Mine are very thin. They're not really thin. You... I never said really thin. I said very thin. <laughs> Stop exaggerating. Hey, You've got man. a really great bottom lip. What's wrong with your top lip? No, there's nothing wrong with your top lip. I feel like all me most men don't really have full lips. Maybe it's because all women have got lip filler. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, you know, if I had to cho choose, I'd rather a bigger top lip. But, you know, it doesn't bother me. You've got a really gorgeous mouth, smile, teeth. All the compliments today. Yeah. Oh, can't wait to get you upstairs today. <laughs> height? Height um, doesn't matter. Does this both. sound really wrong? We're like sort of creating our... Yeah, do you mind? <laughs> we're just creating our baby. <laughs> height, we're both um, short. I our whole family is short. Your mum and dad are really small. Oh uh, yeah, your I, brother's I, small. I think for my mum and dad is small. You know, it is what it is. I think if, uh, and again, we're only just saying this in jest. But if I had, um, we don't a need boy, guys. Oh, do you know what? We don't. We actually don't need disclaimers on this podcast because it's just lighthearted. Oh, yeah, this not is not Instagram. I would say if if I had a um, a boy in the future, I'd rather you know, ideally, I'd say six foot. You know, I'm five Babe, foot. There nine. is no chance we're getting six foot from anywhere. And I've just, you know, always been sort of relatively short. Well, not, I've been short in most... Um, you're not short, you're average. No, I'm not short. I think it's because I'm slim. You know, I've seen a lot of five nine guys stocky and they look really tall. No, I actually feel like it's the opposite. I feel like when a man is quite big and oh. they would be your height, they actually look smaller because it like blocks them out. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas when you're slimmer, you always appear taller, I think. I don't, I've never, that's why I've I look like that's why tall. I look like a block. <laughs> I have never appeared tall. But. No, but I, 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 don't, I don't I disagree with you there. I have to disagree with but you. But for female, but we're not get we're not getting a six foot boy from anywhere. For because, female, I would mm -hmm. say um, what like five six five five. How tall? I think are you? with a female, it just works whatever her size. Doesn't matter, doesn't if it? you're tall, you're like you're blessed because you're like Kendall and Haley and. You're like a supermodel. If you're short, you're cute. If you're in the middle, you're super cute. I think for a woman, for a man, it doesn't really matter, even though I would say that most women don't go for short men. They just don't. What about um, feet? Because we've both got disgusting feet. <laughs> yours are bad, but uh, <laughs> in a weird way, I'd probably rather yours. Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you because <laughs> your toes are somewhere else. They're just really My toes long. are webbed, right? But I feel like, you know, cheeky little snip. And the, if my if my feet weren't webbed, they're really nice feet. Yeah. Like there's no like really big toe going on or anything like that. Yours, my they're like- My second and third toe are, are like the length of my finger. I've never seen the, anything the... so long, so skinny, so bony, but such a weird shape they've got at the a lot time. of like hairs, <laughs> haven't they? Like they, they go in, then it's yeah. like the bone, yeah. and then in again, and then out. If, like you, if, you, put... if you did an x-ray on Jack's feet, they'd look the same as his actual feet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Very the x-ray version. You're like... I still like them though. Oh, I'm really glad that you've got that <laughs> self-love about yourself. <laughs> Because they're tragic. <laughs> I don't love them. Right. Okay. Well, I that actually, was, that I, was think a great there, game. I think there was one time where India actually said when we were on holiday, God, God, tell you, your feet are better than Jack's. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it doesn't offend me. I, you know, that's one of the, my items that I'm, I'm all right with. Okay. If you said it about anything else, I'd be going bright red and going to my room crying. <laughs> <laughs> just not my feet. You're just full of, you know what? In 2023, you are just full of self love. Yeah. 
Nothing. I love me toes. So, it's the new year. And how do you feel about this time of the year? This is a period where it's obviously the end of the year. I personally think it's quite an emotional time of the year (laughs) because I always sort of think of it as another year's past and and like i think that's fam- a very negative way to think I, d- I don't think completely like this obviously it's exciting but i also think there's an element of um like my friend friends and family everyone's mainly my family like my parents and grandparents are all, all a year older and I, that really scares me and i had a big issue with that for many years didn't i yeah i was just gonna say that's of- when your issue like your old issue comes back in where you're so terrified of death yeah i'm so Jack terrified had a of really death. big fear of death not what not myself death you did a little bit yeah I did. but mainly other people and i mean what a horror it's a horror that's a horrible way to live and i'm sure there's a lot of people that actually have that because i do yeah. get it in that you're it, terrified it, of other people dying but then you don't get to in what you have to come back to is that you don't get to enjoy them in the present if you're constantly worried about them dying. Well, and at the same time, you're almost detracting it. Yeah, but basically, I'd never really had anybody close to, to my in our family. We're very, you know, extremely lucky with extremely this. Extremely great. Had actually died. And I would say for about three years, it completely consumed me. So in terms of, I would wake up first thing in the morning and that was, I'd be like, right, my parents are now 61. Okay, and it would, this is why I didn't... Why did it even start, by the way? I've you know? had this, yeah, from a very, very young age. I would start looking at, like, how old my parents get and how old... Was it when you parents... hit a certain age? Like, maybe, like, a teenager <laughs> and you, you kind of... Because when you're a kid, you don't realise things age so yeah, much. Yeah, but I had realised... I had realised from a very, very young age, started to think extremely deeply about life. That's Pisces for you. And why am I here and people are getting older and i literally very very young and like oh you know i've got to i've got to do this because i think i'd associate and this is what dr- drives me a lot and, and especially in business and other things that i've done quite well in is i can see or picture the end now and i have done for many years i can literally picture myself when i'm 80 and this and i'm and i'm trying to put myself at 80 with no regrets and being content at that age. But yeah, I've, I've always thought very, very deeply and maybe it's a Pisces thing or a me thing about people getting older. And I'd look at my, uh, mainly my family, my friend's family, anything can be like, oh my God, and I'm, they're getting older and it would really depress me. Mm. And I would think of it every morning, every night. That is actually how I met our life coach uh, Zav, mm-hmm. who then went on to help you, because I was like, I can't take this anymore. I'm going to speak to someone, and the, the particular reason I spoke um, spoke to Zav was because he's older than me. He's he's I believe he was like fifty. Hey, you mentioned this in the yeah. in the last podcast, and I like, really to, listen, like to listen to from people in their older age, and then they can tell me. So uh, yes, there's probably different life coaches out there in different aspects. It, mm-hmm. But for me, it was someone who was around my age, but I want to listen to someone who's older. And whenever I speak to like my grandparents or stuff, I'm, I'd like to ask them how they actually feel and what, do, what does it feel like to be old? And I don't think a lot of people ask them that question because it, it's, I don't know, it's a bit scary to ask like, are you 
you know, when you're like 80, are you still scared of death Mm. at 80 or 90? It's quite hard. I have sort of beat around the bush and asked those questions. But are you still scared of dying at 80? That would terrify me. I feel like if you get to like 80 or 90, you're like, I've had a bloody good life. I think that's why everyone. That's all sorry that any, for being so deep. No, but that's all that can anyone can hope for, isn't it? To get to that age once for for one, but to be able to go like I'm actually really you, content with when it happens because I've had a great life. Yeah, I think if you, yeah, I mean, and and what actually made me stop thinking about this is my granddad actually died at the age of ninety a couple of mm. years ago, and that was the first death, and. Then I realized very quickly after that, obviously it was dramatically sad because we're like best friends. I thought, do you know what? How lucky is he? So lucky to have lived to 90. That's a good You age. know, we would all just... He sl- lived you know, a very some people aren't even life. here now. There's, there's people that we, I went to school with that aren't even now. So how can you say, how can I be like upset that he lived to old age yeah. and, and then died? So after that, I've changed and I'm sort of over that now. Yeah, <clears throat> but it does get me. It does li- a little bit creeps creep, creep, in, creep. and I feel like oh, you know, hopefully. But I do feel like you, and I've said this. I think about Jack before. Jack is like the most emotionally skilled person I know, and very smart. And I think you're very. Oh, what's the word? Uh, you live very consciously. You don't. I'm more of a. You know. I can live very passively where I can let days slip by and, and those kind of things. Whereas you're a very conscious liver. And what I mean by that is you're very conscious with your time and, you know, and sometimes it can it can annoy me about you yeah. and it, it can annoy you about you. Yeah. That you're very much like, oh, you know, yesterday you did it and you said something like, you'd had a nap bearing in mind we'd had to take our dog to the emergency vets very early in the morning and we hadn't had much sleep at all because we were really anxious because he wasn't well the night before so we'd had very little sleep and then jack yesterday he i can't nap in the day i just can't do it and jack had a nap on the sofa i went up and started doing some bits and bobs and you were probably out for like two hours or something and then he woke up and he was like oh I've wasted the day now like, I'm re- I'm gutted <laughs> and I wouldn't think that if I'd had a nap I'd be thinking I really needed that whereas Jack's like oh I've wasted the day now I like, get a little I bit frustrated yeah, I, have, I had wrote a list of what I wanted to achieve in those hours and yeah. now I'm like oh I've, I've just missed out on yeah. five things that I was going to do yeah so as much and as I- like you being like you can be this way with life and dying and everything. It does make you a very conscious liver in that you, you do fill your days a lot. Yeah. And I can be quite passive with that. And I, yeah, I would add to that, that as much as you say, oh yeah, you, you're really skilled. I think if I was better skilled, I would learn to enjoy. Relaxing more. Relax. So when I see Tay you do struggle to and relax. you go, oh, I'm just going to do this. I'm not relax. It's just, you're going to be happy in this situation. And I look at her and I go, she's really bloody happy. And she's at peace. Sitting eating many eggs on the That's just brilliant. <laughs> and then I also think that when you overthink mm. and you're a deep thinker, that it also creates anxiety. Do you feel like you're a really big empath? Or, There's massive positives like, and negatives Yeah, because when I'm in like public situations, I'm not just thinking of me and the person I'm with and just zoning out. I'm like picking up on everything. And I'm like, I've seen every single thing that everyone in the room's done. Um, 
which I which I'd rather just go. I'd rather I don't care about any of that. I'm just going to enjoy this moment. Yeah. So anyway, that's a bit of deepness. So <laughs> no, but I like that. that mm. I, I like that. And I had one more thing to add to that okay. as well because you are that way about um, death and parents living and stuff. You're always like oh, we should get that one holiday in with, um, you know, my parents and your parents or, you know, we should do this with them or we, we should organize this or whatever because, you know, they're, they're getting older and you're very conscious of that. And I do feel like you are going to be a person, especially with your parents. And I know I will as well because we do spend so much time with them <clears throat> that you won't have any regrets no. because you have been so actively conscious of spending time and doing those things with them and not letting those opportunities slip by do you know what I mean yeah I had that with my granddad I would literally when he got to like I don't know 87 or I mean I spent a lot of time with anyway for the last 30 years but then towards then I would literally be thinking right he's probably he could have six months so if I try and see him as many times as I can I won't have that regret and I'll organized until to go we went to Tuesday spain friday and... until we went to spain you had lunch with them yeah i'd go around twice Every... a week uh, without fail and any other times that i could but i had a routine you used to go on your lunch and, break um, at work didn't yeah you? i'd go go around on my had lunch set breaks days. so cute and so um and yeah i don't i definitely don't have any regrets for that we always had a little routine as well he liked to put a couple of bets on a football so we'd always ring each other um about how we've lost all of our money on them. You know, it was like five pounds, but it was good times. And you used to take jelly deals. Yeah, I think this might have finished him off, actually. <laughs> I was just going to say I, that. I think it was a bit of a, an old age heart attack. But do you know, he loved jelly deals. And um, whenever... <laughs> finished I went, him off. He used to take me down to the Leicester races when I was like 12. And this is how I got into little bits of gambling with him. And um, he'd oh, always really, really all day, be like, oh, I'm going to get some of those jelly deals from the van. And um, we hadn't been races for for many years. And I found the supplier, like the bulk supplier, I don't know, like Cornwall or something, of the jelly deals. But you had to buy like five kilogram for like <laughs> 100 quid. So I was like, Joe, I'm just going to buy them. So then I rang him like, there's something turning up. And he was like, bloody hell. There's about 75 jelly deals, like packs of jelly deals. And then he, I was like, how'd you get in on? And then a week later, he'd like, I finished them all off. <laughs> <laughs> oh gone and then i'll send him another so he had about 10 10 lots of jelly deals in six months and then he passed away oh. <laughs> so right in so in terms of feeling this time of year you can I... feel very hyped up you can look on social media and see so many other people hyped up and then it can get a little bit of overwhelming of like am i doing enough why are they all feeling so much energy for me it's just another day um, I, where do you I, stand with this? And I don't feel what like do you that. Do? I don't feel like I that. I know, but maybe some of the listeners no, no, they, do. No, they definitely do. But what I'm saying is, I don't feel um, because I think with social media as well and these like New Year, New Me things, you know that 99% of the people who are putting that are like that you, you, you live like that. 99% of people who say they're going to have a New Year's resolution or whatever, it lasts a week and then you're just actually back in the same routine that you were back in 2022. So I feel like if we were to listen to everybody who had these great intentions, um, then you could be feeling like that. But the reality is, it like as much as I do personally love it, because <clears> I think fresh start, um, not new year, new me, new year, same me. You know, I, I want to be better. I want to do better things. But it really is just, it's just another day, isn't it? It's just another year. So I don't really eat into that pressure. But what I do like to do, and 
I don't make like a really big deal of this. And I actually did it probably two weeks before um, the new year came in. But I just have a list on my notes of like a few bullet points of things that I really do want to achieve in that year. Um, it's not a huge list. I already sent it to you, didn't I? Yeah. I always do maybe a couple of weeks before or whatever. And because I unconsciously know what I want to achieve anyway throughout the year, you know, for the next year kind of thing. So I just have that written down. And in terms of goal setting, that's as, as far as it goes, really. Um, but yeah, I don't eat into the kind of pressure. And I don't think anybody should because I do think that people just kind of get very excited they have all that momentum and most people kind of lose it anyway so if you were to compare yourself to people who probably aren't they've probably already given up on their new year's, new year's resolutions then you know that's a shame yeah um <clears throat> but what i think that we have done which has been really really nice um and this wasn't like a conscious decision we made you've you've made a few new year's resolutions like personal ones yourself and then you've been listening to a lot of Tony Robbins because I can hear hear it downstairs. And I think that's consciously made me think like, oh, I want to listen to a bit of something like positive. So I've been listening to a lot of Gabrielle Bernstein. I think that's how you say her name, Gabby. Um, Gabby Bernstein, who write, who wrote The Universe Has Your Back. Um, a super attractor, Judgment Detox. Um, <clears throat> she's written some really good books. She's like a spiritual coach. And I've been listening to stuff on YouTube, which I do do anyway, but probably more now than ever. And listening to a lot of the Stephen Bartlett podcasts, which I feel like are getting bigger and bigger. Like I feel like everyone's listening to them at yeah, the minute. Yeah, Stephen Bartlett and uh, Jay Shetty are, are two of the leaders at the moment. Yeah. Really good. And I've just been actually probably this last week not really been listening to and it, it, it wasn't like conscious but more than watching tv I've been listening to those things and it's really really filled my cup and there's been like two little things like what I'd like to call golden nuggets that I've like been and came to you and been really excited with haven't I mm -hmm. that I've like learned from them and the first one oh I'm very breathless just give you just do you want to talk about yours a minute? To talk a minute yeah, yeah I've gone all very breathless so pregnancy for me like the thing is with like what we say personal development or happiness mm. is basically you can't just go and do something once it's basically the same as the gym exactly you can't go to the gym once and then think that you are completely happy and content you sort of have to do it ongoing <coughs> and i had done that for a long period of time i'd listened to loads of personal development i'd actioned what I had which is more important than listening you know putting it into action um I think you could basically listen to one cd watch one podcast whatever and then listen to that for 10 years and apply that you would have fantastic results rather than trying to listen to a thousand podcasts and never take an action upon any of them 100%. but what I'd noticed the last year or two or, or I'd sort of slowly got out of routine with a lot of them i'd still like kept up with certain things and i and for me the new year i was like Do you know what everything that i'm not content with i'm changing now and i am going to listen to when i when i listen to let's say we i don't know what ultimately you got to do like what makes you happy if you're happy then just listen and watch and do whatever you want because we're all chasing happiness some people might get happy from listen to a podcast, getting hyped up, putting it into action, they'll be happy. Someone might be happy from 
winding down and watching Netflix. So if yeah. you're happy, it doesn't matter what you do. You yeah, know? The, you don't, don't have ever to go do and things achieve. based on what other people are doing no, you because don't... you're actually taken away from your own yeah, happiness. Yeah, the whole thing that that we're trying to do is is chase the feeling of being happy. Now, some people that means that they've got to go and earn a billion pounds to feel happy. Some people it means they can. Um, create a family, go out and have family time and they're happy. So it, it's different for anyone. Whoever's feeling happiest the longest is the, basically the, winner. the most successful. 100%. And um, so, but with these um, podcasts and things like that, I've just started like doubling up. Like if I'm doing the gym now, I'll be listening to a podcast whilst I'm doing the gym. If I'm sat in bed, I'll be now learning Spanish, just little things. And what I've learned as well is, from my experiences, sometimes I write down, like, I'm like, Joe, you know what? When you look at the time freedom that we've got, and at the moment I've got a lot of time freedom, I'm like, right, I'm going to do an hour of piano a day. I'm going to do an hour of Spanish a day. I'm going to do an hour of the guitar a day. I'm going to do gym. And then I'm going to do an hour of cardio. And I write all these down. Yeah, and basically... You don't, you, you can probably do it for a day or two. Obviously that's exaggerated, maybe it's half an hour, but you can do it for like a week and then you can't carry it on. Not and attainable. then you actually feel like you've let yourself down mm-hmm. and then you then create this identity. And you have feelings of unhappiness. You create, uh, uh, yeah, you then create this identity of, oh, I can't achieve those things. So what I've gone back to is literally a few things. I've got my must do's or my mm-hmm. must haves, which is like my gym, 10 minutes of Spanish, just do any Spanish and then it'll be 10 minutes of piano. Loads of little things that I know I can literally achieve them. And if I have the time or the energy to do longer, I'll do longer. But the the aim is just to try and build up that muscle of consistency, achieving, making myself feel, boom, I'm on a roll. I've hit that, I've done that. And I'm now becoming this person that's just Oh, he always does this. He's that person. He's a guy that... Consistency wins. Consistency. Always. And ticking things off feels so good. Yeah. And and another thing that I have, and I've done this the last few years, is basically um, you can do this with any app, notes in your iPad. Literally any single thing that I'm asked to do from you or I need to do it myself, I literally write everything instantly. I write everything down in the app to-do list. And then the night before the next day, I'll drag across to the new list of five things that I'm going to achieve that day. But the thing is with these... You're so good with things like that. The thing is with these things is because you'll say something like, or I will notice so many little things. And you're like, if you don't write them down, you're never going to do them. Like, let's say, and they're pathetic things. Like, let's say, I don't know, we need to change the battery in the remote control. Mm. uh, Or... I need to recharge the ring doorbell. All of these little things. Obviously, you've got so many big things going on. Uh, amongst that, there's so many of these little things. And if I don't write them down, I won't come back to them again until it's like I go to use the remote and it's not working. I'm like, oh, bloody hell, I should have gone shot. Just living. Again. So I write all of these down. And then I seen something actually on one of that podcasts. I don't know whether it actually meant this. Was it that, is his name Seth or something? And I've seen it, he's basically said all like jobs or all whatever they are, they're all equal. So rather than thinking, right, I've got to do this at a higher... The job's the to job. Make, yeah, to make yourself feel content, they're all of equal value. Mm. So I drag five across 
And then I go, right, I'm actually going to drive to the shop to buy some AA batteries. Normally, I'm like, this is a waste of bloody time. I could be doing a money value job. I could be earning money and I'm doing this bloody thing. Mm -hmm. But you go and do it and you get it and feel content about that it's an equal value job. You go and get it done. You go and go and, I don't know, sweep up the driveway, all of these things or clear out the garage, whatever they are. And once you start doing them again, don't drag over too many to the next day. I've dragged over like, again, like, oh, I could smash like 20 of them. And then I've been caught up with something and I've not done any and I'm like, oh, I can't even get them done. Mm. So just, if you know you can do 10, just drag over three. And if you tick off the three and you have more time, do the 10. Mm -hmm. But the idea is about telling yourself, I'm always achieving what I say I'm going to do. And now I believe and trust in myself. My identity is that I'm someone who says I'm going to do something. I do it. Yeah. to yourself where well, I, I would say that that I'm everyone's human design is different and when you can actually I don't know a lot about human design but the basic thing that I do know is that everybody's human makeup is different obviously what makes uh, Jack tick well hopefully we ha we do share a lot of mutual ticks <laughs> like you know what makes yeah. us happy because obviously that's why we're in a relationship but um in terms of like your what consciously makes you happy feel fulfilled fills your cup those kind of things I'm a lot more loose with um that and like something that I would have rather than like a to-do list where I'm dragging things over you know there is definitely days where there's like oh there's this content that I have to film because it's one of my partnerships you know on that day it would be like yeah that's a deadline I have to get that done but I'm more of a I want to consciously feel happy today. And maybe this comes from like past uh, depression, anxiety, um, just really not feeling happy. But my list is more of a list of like, I, I have a list in my notes called Sparks Joy. And it's stuff that makes me feel happy. And so more of my day-to-day -day achievement is actually not, doing things and ticking things off but it's more of like at the end of the day I don't want to feel depressed and I, I want to feel happy and so like I've got a list that says sparks joy and I have things that I know if I'm doing them even just it could just be two or three obviously the more I do the happier I feel then I feel good and for me that's like real achievement so and that's just how different people work like I'm not a person who's a very organized I am in some ways but then in a lot of ways I'm not like organized ticking things off that's not my human design but that's Jack's human design and that's what makes him feel really happy fulfilled whatever so like just an example just being at home with Jack that can make me feel happy if I just did that every day like I was just happy just being at home with Jack I wouldn't be happy but it's one of the things that contributes to my happiness another thing is walks with the dogs like it makes me feel really happy when I know that they're really fulfilled and they're really happy and they've gone out and they've had a good time and I can see them like snoozing on the sofa like them being content makes me happy um sitting with my morning coffee um a big one for me and you help me with this jack is a tidy organized environment i'm a very environment person aren't i yeah you can see my my mental health slips when... this is a good one when you're in a relationship yeah um to Spot. i think we've mentioned before let your partner tell you what makes them happy and then i've built this into my routine now of I'll wake up in the first half hour of the day. I'll forget all my jobs. I'll just tidy. Mm -hmm. I'll then know that Tay will then start the day happy. And then if I want to go and then play football or something, not 
you're in a content mood because you're like, yeah, that's fair. You, you're getting up an extra half an hour early, helping me feel great. You feel great. That sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? What ticks mm. your boxes? I know it doesn't have to be one for one. No. But if you both start doing it off your own back, it snowballs into a good effect for the relationship. Definitely. So like a tidy, organized environment that makes me feel really happy, like just no chaos and, and peace. Um, I've got loads of different ones, but, you know, some of them can be like food shopping and being organized with meals and cooking baths and pampering myself, keeping on top of like my hair looking nice. That's not today. <laughs> um, and my fake tan routine, just like self-love and appreciation and getting up a bit earlier and making myself look nice or putting outfits together and feeling good and what I wear, trips out with myself, grabbing coffee, learning new things that improve me as a person. If I consciously have this list and I can feel myself and I don't feel like I've done this for a long time and I, I feel like I, I owe a lot of that to being pregnant because it's just taken over my body where I feel just like a whole new sense of gratitude and like fulfillment. But if I could have ever found myself slipping and you do sometimes and you feel like, why am I not happy? And then you start to think, well, I've just been really passively living and not doing anything that really makes me happy, but just ticking off all of these things, not like what Jack's tick list is, but like going to work and feeding the kids and doing this. And actually you realize I've not done anything really recently that makes me happy. And just by having this list, you can go back into your notes and check in with yourself and be like, well, these are all the things that makes me happy and I haven't done any of them. So my cup isn't filled at the minute, which is why I don't feel happy or why I feel anxious or why I feel depressed or why I just don't feel content. So I think that everyone can benefit from having one of these lists where you can mm. just check in on yourself and you go, oh, why do I feel happy today? Oh, because I've done five things that make me happy. And you can just make sure that you're keeping on top of your, mm. filling your cup. And that's not, and some people think, oh, I haven't got time to do that because I've got kids and I work and I'm, I've got a really heavy job and stuff. But if you find the time to do those things, you will actually be better in all of the other areas do you know what I mean like you you it's not being selfish like wanting to do that for yourself you will actually be better for your children and better for your relationships and the people around you and your workplace and everything yeah once you have filled that up for yourself a lot that's of the what I learned with my are, life coaching um the mindset of like let's say you're going to work or let's say you're doing this with your children it's the mindset of like that you you're choosing to do this mm -hmm. And that would be something that you really enjoy. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't say that could be one of the happiness things if you flip it in your head and go, this is, oh, I'm absolutely, you know, I don't know what it could be. We Going haven't had Legoland. children yet, but <laughs> that could be one thing for us to yeah. work out. But, but the, the, my theme is, and this is something that I really, really learned when I was going through that really, really bad mental state, 2020. Um, and when I started my life coaching is that the happier that you can make yourself and filling up your cup and mm. consciously filling up your cup and doing things that make you happy, the better your mental health is going to be, but also everybody around you um, benefits. Benefits, that's the word. That's it, that's it. Everybody around you benefits because you know yourself, hurt people hurt people, or when you're not happy with yourself, you're not going to be the best for other people. 100%. If you can fill your cup up, you will then live in what my life coach, what Zav would say, you can then give everybody else your overpour. So for yeah. example, if I'm doing all of those things that spark joy 
and my cup is so full that it's overflowing. Everybody else gets my overflow. I have my own cup. It's filled. All of my that's great stuff is there. Energy, yeah. Positive energy. And then anything that's life. coming over that because I filled it up so much, everybody else gets, and they're mm. touched by my overflow, which sounds disgusting. And I remember, yeah, I remember people go, "Isn't that selfish?" No, putting yourself first, and then it's the least second. selfish thing you can do. Selfish should first. be your first. You're, you're putting, putting yourself, yourself first, first second, third, fourth, fourth fifth, <laughs> then family. But it's not selfish to put yourself first, then your family, your friends, you know. Exactly. So. You want everybody to be living in your overflow and not living in the bottom of your cup. Because when you've not done all of those things that make you happy, mm. you're just not going to be ben- benefiting to anybody, including your children, husband, partner, wife, whatever. So. Yeah. And another thing actually, which I learned from a a different life coach many years ago was like, how, how, I was like, how do I define success or happiness? What is, what is that? How would you define that? And, or how do I get to that? How do you get to the ultimate happiness? Um, And what she said is that basically we, we strive to improve the, the, the element of improving gives us the most content and happiness. So she would say, look, write out a list of every single part of your life. So it could be your friends, your family, your dogs, your children, your work, everything, your faith, your mental health, and then write a score of where you're at. So really think deeply into it and say, this, this is, is where you've got to be really f- honest with yourself, isn't it? Yeah, you've got to write a true assessment of where you are. And let's say it's out of 100 and you're right, okay, with my like mom or my dad, I'm, I'm like a 26, whatever. And then it doesn't matter where you are at that point. That's just where you're starting. And then the aim is how would it make, how could I make that score go higher? And you write it down and you go, do you know what? I could actually, I don't know, take my mom out for a meal, you know, once a week and have a real good chat and, and make it all about her, or make her feel nice, whatever it should be. Mm. And then you write all of that down and then you just literally slowly improve, improve in every single area of your life and you should feel so extremely So like one of them could be like health and, and so like going to the gym once a week when you don't go at all. Yeah, if your gym level, let's walk. say your health is like, I don't know, a one, you know, you over drink, you over, you do all of these things. Just make the tiniest change out of all of that. You're not trying to get to level 100. You're just trying to make the tiniest change and then improve that over weeks, months, years. And that makes so much sense to Tony and Robbins's like main mantra, which is progression equals happiness. Yeah. Well, where she learned all of her um, skills or development was actually was from Tony Robbins. Oh, really? She said she'd been on like 20 of his courses and well, enrolled in that. Then, so it? it was all sort of tied. But yeah. do you know what I've learned is um, most of the life coaches out there they um, all say very similar things in different ways. And it's yeah. more about who you, you relate to. Connect with. So mm-hmm. all, it's, you know, it's out there and it's who you like the tone of the voice, listen to and actually pick it up. Yeah. I think we should wrap this up here. Yeah, I think... I think um, we've gone over so much, so many different subjects and stuff, but I really love this. Yeah. I feel like this has reaffirmed everything that, we're, mm. that we want to do for ourselves and stuff as well. Do yeah, you know I mean? we've got some... Yeah, goals. You have to let us know if there was any anything that you really liked from what's been said there, or anything that you might start to take on for your, you know, it might just be that you're you're going to write your own sparks joy um, notes, or it might be that you want to mark, mark like grade yourself in in your areas of your life, or yeah. The good thing is as well is um, well, it's not a good thing, but 
if you ever DM us, how does the podcast? It's always hard to know. Yeah. Like, anything, and this is any the... feedback's great, even if you go, you know, it's crap, or uh, it's just nice to know. Please because, don't share that. <laughs> because you never actually ever know until someone DMs Tay, and I'm like, oh my God, what did they say? What did they say? Yeah, he, looked, he absolutely dies over me reading them out. He's like, oh, say that one again. I'm say like, that yeah, one again. Well, yeah, so I absolutely love that. And again, the if, feedback's amazing. If you, um, leave a review on any of the podcast websites so grateful for click that. the five well click whatever star you want click the star and then Make you can five. write a couple of words again that gets us so hyped and hopefully yeah. one day the podcast will go to people that aren't in the gg it will spread mm-hmm. to we'll like random viewers i'm guessing at the moment it's just gg but anyway i'm waffling on yeah. love you guys happy new year happy new year and we'll be back with it will be episode seven Mm. we're gonna aim for two a week if we can do two a week that'd be 100 in a year yeah you know small other than christmas we've been pretty good yeah all right we'll see you in the next one okay love you guys bye Bye.